Hey everybody, welcome back to Chatting Diabetes on the SFP. My name is Tim. I'm the coordinator of the Special Diabetes Program for Indians on the San Felipe Pueblo in New Mexico. And uh, we're glad that you're here. If you're coming back, welcome back. If you're new to us, uh, we hope you stick around. Uh, we'd like to say welcome to our new uh, German listener uh, in Rhineland and as well as our other international and domestic listeners. So thanks for being here. We uh, look forward to uh, keeping you educated and entertained. So with that being said, I'm going to introduce you to our two regular ladies, and then we have a special guest speaker as well. So Lisa, go ahead and tell us about yourself. Yes, hi, good morning. This is Lisa, the nutritionist and diabetes educator at San Felipe. Welcome everybody. Rochelle. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Uh, my name is Rochelle. I am the assistant diabetes coordinator for the program and also a lifestyle coach. Our Excellent. guest is. Excellent. <laughs> so this month, uh, among other things in the health world, is uh, Childhood Dental Health Month. And uh, who better to talk to us about oral health? childhood and adult as well, um, then our chief dentist, Dr. Charlie Tilson. So welcome, Charlie, and I want you to give us a brief introduction about yourself, and uh, then we've got some questions for you. Thank you, Tim. My name is Charlie Tilson. I'm a, a dentist here at the uh, uh, Pueblo of San Felipe. I have uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Kai Wilcox as well, and uh, I've been here about five years, and uh, I've been practicing for about 30 years now. So I, I, I might have some information. I don't know how, how uh, perfect it is, but I, I'm sure there's better out there, Tim, but this is, this is what you get. Well, I, I don't know whether there's better or not, but we'll take whatever we can get. Thank you, sir. Uh, you know, I've been practicing for 30 years, too, and haven't gotten it right yet. That's it. We're so. just still practicing. Yep, still practicing. So. Um, how do we get our kids to develop good oral hygiene skills? The best method for teaching anything to kids, including dental hygiene skills, is to model the behavior. So, for example, what you do is what they pick up on. So, as you're um, brushing your teeth, you're flossing your teeth, you're showing an interest, show an interest in them, too. And, you know, let them, uh, of course, pick up the toothbrush and chew on it when they're babies, et cetera. And we have special um, toothbrushes and tooth uh, cleaning aids for little guys, uh, including little things you stick on your finger and wipe down their teeth. And, uh, uh, but those kind of efforts are what really takes off as the child gets older. So if you do it when they're young, you're better off. If you do it when they're older, it has to be learned in a different situation. And then it's best to consider bringing them into the dentist to show them that's an important part in their life. Um, and they can usually learn um, that because it's normal, they don't feel like, you know, we're the bad guys. So, for example, if you wait till the young man or young lady has a uh, toothache, 
your first experience coming to the dentist is not exactly pleasant. No. So <laughs> what they learn is that uh, we're bad, evil, me especially. But um, but the, the truth of the matter is that uh, it's uh, it's it's best to get the kids when it's an easygoing time, and then they they recognize that. Uh, this is normal. Those stinks that come out of dental offices are normal, because uh, little guys, little little boo boos, they 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 rely on different senses too: sense of eyes, sense of uh, nose, sense of ears. They they're a lot more in tune towards it than we are as adults. So they come in and the place stinks, and they automatically know that it's a medical office oh. or a dental office. And it's like rejection city, start crying. Uh, but the best method is, of course, modeling and then early, early intervention with health care, i.e. bring them into the dentist. Okay. Yes, what, age, what age should they start coming to the dentist? I start them off, it, you know, I know some dentists say, no, I don't want to see anybody till they're three. Uh, personally, I like to see them, you know, newborn. Okay, great. I mean, as soon as they got teeth, I want to see the little boo-boos. Good, good. That's good to know. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's good to know. So if you, you've got a child that's got some teeth coming in, get them over to the dental clinic so uh, Charlie and, sure. and Kai can take a look at their little mouths and yeah. get them comfortable with being in the chair and, um, you know, just having... Yeah somebody with their hands in their mouth. <laughs> right, yes, as well, and, and, the, and the key to it is to not traumatize them. Right. If you try to force your way into somebody's mouth, uh, you wouldn't want that as an adult, you definitely don't want it as a kid. No. So no. you just gotta sort of learn to, to play the game with them. And uh, hopefully we could do some preventative stuff, like throw some fluoride on them and uh, help them with some toothbrush and aids. Right. So, Okay. Yeah. So if, if we get our kids in uh, early enough and on a regular basis, the, the hope is yeah. that they'll never have to come back for a bad experience. Exactly. So, uh -huh. yeah. I like that. My job is to create a good patient. Okay? Yeah. And then that way I don't mm -hmm. have to do too much. Right. Right. And uh -huh. I, you know, that, that kind of goes across the, the horizon of health care yeah. in general is if yeah. you attend your medical appointments on a regular basis instead of and in crisis, then your experience is going to be good and you may not have crisis evolve because you've been being mm -hmm. seen on a regular basis and the docs, dentists, whomever can monitor your situation and, and hopefully prevent something poor exactly. from happening. So you gonna say something, Shell? Yeah, it's just uh, when um, Dr. Pilsen was talking about uh, modeling or um, you know, the little one starting off. Um, my baby has seen me brushing my teeth, and now when she gets up, right when she gets up and walks out in the back um, the um, bedroom door, she goes straight to the restroom and, and you know makes that motion to her teeth and washing her face. So she knows that's her morning routine is getting up right when she gets out of the room to go brush her teeth and wash her face she before she goes to play. Yeah. Awesome. You're an awesome mom, Rochelle. And when's your your yeah. follow? When's your appointment for her? 
Um, I know she's got her fluoride with uh, with her pediatrician. Okay. But um, she does have she, but she does have um, she's getting a lot of her teeth, so I am going to be making a dental appointment for her. So soon. <laughs> All right. Soon, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So with Rochelle saying <laughs> that, Charlie, what's the um, what part does the pediatrician play in oral health? Well, of course, the pediatrician deals with the entire health of the child, and oral health um, is is that part that uh, just pertains to the mouth and teeth. But of course, the uh, the pediatrician is going to be there to help guide uh, the dentist. If we uh, if what, I mean something horrible is occurring, like there's a cleft palate, we have the pediatrician to see that and move towards getting it fixed. Okay. And um, they, of course, look for teeth issues, et cetera, but it's always best that um, we, we beat um, cavities to the punch right. and try to prevent them. But pediatricians are indispensable. See the pediatrician, and if they say, you need to see a dentist, the answer is sure, go see the dentist. Right. Yeah, but uh, I do want that, um, Initially, the pediatrician is critical for care on a lot of bases. Okay. All right. Good. Good. So we, we, we're building that healthcare team. Yes, so, exactly. And that, that's really important. That's something we're trying to do here on the Pueblo is to build that healthcare team right. for, for all conditions, uh, especially uh, with diabetes and other chronic conditions. Um, so that brings us into, so what's the relationship between dental health and overall wellness especially if you have poor dentitions? Sure. Um, well, the easiest thing is to imagine what you can eat if your teeth are hurting you, okay? okay? If your teeth are hurting you, you can't eat those good foods that save you from getting, uh, uh, you know, chronic diseases like diabetes, et cetera. Right. I mean, this is Lisa's fork because she's thinking, you know, I can see the little uh, uh, fruits and veggies all around her. They're harder to eat when your teeth are bothering you. Mm -hmm. So if you have issues with your teeth, um, then it's going to prevent you from eating the good foods, and you're more likely to eat the soft, you know, maybe greasy stuff that gets on weight, et cetera. Mm -hmm. and, and talking as an old fat dude myself, uh, you know, it's not like uh, um, I'm, 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 a, I'm an angel at this. I'm just as bad as anybody. But if mm -hmm. you keep your teeth better, you can, you can use the tools that the dietitian gives you, that the doctors give you to try to eat healthy and maintain your health. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. So um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about um, inflammatory processes, inflammation in the body. Um, so if you could talk to us, as I know personally, you know, I um, I finally got my last wisdom tooth out last year. Okay. Um, I was 52 when that happened. Um, but growing up through my life, it, it you know it was impacted, and I didn't have insurance, and so it wasn't something I got taken care of right away. But when it flared. My diabetes went out of control because my jaw was swollen. And yeah. so tell, tell us about the impact of inflammation in the mouth on chronic conditions, especially diabetes. 
Well, especially diabetes. It's um, diabetes is a bizarre um, uh, disease, and when we talk about diabetes, we focus on sugars, and when we talk about gum disease, we focus on the the area around the tooth. But the truth is, they're both, in essence, the same disease. They're diseases of capillaries. So. And I like to give the analogy of uh, plumbing, okay? If you have a, a main line coming in from city or from wherever, and they're supplying your water, those are the big pipes, mm-hmm. like the, uh, the uh, arteries or aortas or whatever. And they're bringing that blood to a vein, which is the pipe that comes from your street to your house. Mm-hmm. Then you get to the little pipes, like what you turn on in your sink, et cetera. Those to me are like capillaries, okay? So okay. let's say your capillaries have a disease and you can't get the water to, get to work. Right. It isn't the city's fault. It isn't the, it's the fact that diabetes, dental diseases, uh, specifically periodontal disease, involve these little capillaries and what we have to do is to get them to react properly and um so in your plumbing you'd replace the sink or you replace the pipe that goes to in the dental field we take in curette around the tooth which means we are literally destroying the bad pipes and pulling them out and letting the body make new. Because if the pipes aren't working, then things get backed up in them. And in the case of the body, it's um, infections, it's uh, uh, prostaglandins, it's a bunch of different things that get in there and cause a reaction that leads to breakdown of the periodontal membrane and then tooth loss. So it's a natural function to try and take out an infectious area. So what we do is try to circumvent that natural function by cleaning in there, and we call it scaling and curatage, which okay. means literally cutting it and mm-hmm. cleaning the debris out of the way. So what I'm trying to say is that's like we're the plumbers taking care of the stuff inside your mm-hmm. house. Okay. So um, inflammatory diseases are then released because we've got new blood supply in there mm-hmm. and it can take care of trying to clean out that debris that's around your tooth. And I hate to tell everybody this, but there is no cure for um, periodontal disease with one exception. The only cure for periodontal disease is removal of the tooth. Um, okay. But we can maintain it and fight to keep everything in order. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so really it comes down to, we've got this inflammatory process, whether that's just the inflammation because of, of backed up circulation there, which ultimately, if we don't have enough circulation, which means we're also not getting the white blood cells and things that need to come in to fight infection, so the infection is going to grow, and we know that infection feeds on sugar. It does. And so if your blood sugar is elevated, well, that blood, that sugar is in the blood, hence blood sugar, uh, and that's feeding right in to 
the inflammation is like, you know, drive up buffet. Um, and so if your blood sugar is elevated, you've got this inflammatory process that you're feeding, but that process also causes your blood sugar to go up. Yeah. And so it's a vicious cycle. So really there's two things you need to do. You need to visit your dentist regularly so that you can prevent the periodontal disease and you need to keep your blood sugars monitored and maintained, which usually relies on going to the doctor regularly so that your blood sugars can be monitored and the appropriate treatments can be prescribed. Yeah. Um, so it, it just comes down to managing your diabetes and visiting the dentist and your healthcare providers on a regular basis so that they can take a look at your body from the inside and the out. Yeah. Um, and like you said, when you got an inflammatory response, your blood sugar spiked. Right. And that's very normal. It's now taking it out on different areas too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and once, um, you know, cause it had fully erupted. Yeah. And it was there with a full grown tooth, but it wasn't supposed to be there. And yeah. um, finally went to the dentist and he said, well, I can take that out. Let's do yeah. it. And, and uh, he, he yanked it out. And I can tell you within 24 hours, my blood sugars went right back down because I didn't have any pain. Yes. Um, yeah. and and so, the, the other part is true, too. If your doctor tells you your a A1C is too high, try and get your teeth cleaned. Right. You might be surprised how well that helps your A1C. Sure, because now you have this chronic. It's a two-way street. Elevator. Yeah. What's that, Lise? I said it's a two-way street, really, right. between the, the the sugars and uh, your gums and dental care. But it, it really gets down to is what you were saying earlier is the prevention. So the good news is is we can prevent it by managing our blood sugars, brushing our teeth, flossing visiting the dentist, visiting the doctor, doing all of the preventative stuff. Yes. Right, right. Um, and visiting the dietitian and making sure that, you know, I'm not eating simply <laughs> butter and uh, chocolate all day. You uh, bet. You bet. Right. You can throw me in the mix, too. Um, could you talk a, a little about, I know uh, during the age of COVID, we're all nervous going places. I know I was a little nervous going to the dentist. I kept my appointments. My daughter was nervous. Um, so I know it's a safe place. Can you just talk a little about some of the safety measures um, so we can make sure everybody is making their appointments and keeping their appointments during this time? Right. Um, one of the big things about the way they want us to design clinics nowadays is airflow because COVID's a airborne uh, vector. So you don't get it from me, you know, touching Tim personally, but, you know, I mean, we get it by talking to each other and our, the vapor that's coming out of our mouths and noses may uh, create an airborne aerosol and then, you know, infect each other. So what we've done at the clinic is we've changed the entire HVAC system, the uh, um, the uh, refrigerated air, the, the, the air conditioning and the heating. So they go through a special UV filter to um, take out any viruses, and, you know, and, uh, and germs and dusts and things that have come up. So those aerosols are then sucked up through that. Secondarily, we have individual UV units in the rooms that are automatic and they suck the air out of the, they suck the air and then send it through a filter also. 
It's another UV filter. Um, those bad boys are about 3,000 a piece, and we purchased nine of them for the clinic so that we can maintain the, uh, the integrity of the air around there. So your, your, uh, um, your air is cleaner. You're less likely to send a vector to someone or create something that could cause a, uh, an aerosol vector. Another thing we've done is we're going to full PPE, which means, you know, the, the, the uh, well, the N95 mask like I'm wearing right now, we put a, a shield on, we put a gown on, we do our gloving, et cetera, properly, and hand washing. So we are maintaining that integrity of the clean environment um, so that we are not going to give you something that either we have or somebody else has left in the building. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then to top it all off, we've increased our, our suction. You know, you, you got the dental assistant with that little hose and they poke you in the mouth and it goes, and sucks out all the stuff. But we mm -hmm. also have an air hose <laughs> that goes to a HEPA filter, and that can suction all the aerosols out from that high speed. Wow. And we're putting in interoral ones that we put, and you bite on it, oh, yeah. and that nice. cleans the area too. Mm -hmm. So, it, it, one, it makes it easier for me as a dentist to see what I'm doing, right. but it also makes it uh, cleaner by reducing the aerosols and the moisture content. Wow. So. Wow. Um, and then we're doing the screenings, making sure everybody is uh, uh, screened for, uh, uh, you know, make sure they answer their COVID questions, et cetera, before they come in. <laughs> Presently, we're um, not uh, letting more than one patient in at a time, mm -hmm. uh, but we're going to be changing that because of the air air transfers that we're using and right. the, the uh, uh, UV light system. So. so people should be assured once <laughs> once you start having more than one patient at a time that the, the facility and the environment sure. is safe for them to to be there waiting. Yeah, but please don't come up and chat with them. You know, right. I mean, that uh, changes the entire effect of it. Right. They're sitting there with their mouth open and no mask on. <laughs> yeah, they're a little bit vulnerable at that time. You certainly can't do anything more than you're doing. But it sounds like you're doing everything and then some to keep you, your staff, and, and the patients safe. I hope so. so it certainly it, sounds, it sounds like, like it. it. Make yeah. your appointment. There's no excuse and keep your appointment. And keep your appointment. Not only make it, but keep it. <laughs> keep it. So, it's yeah. frustrating because you have to call him. <clears throat> when you go to the doctor nowadays, you have to call him. Make sure they're ready for you to right. come in. Right. But it sounds like you all are, are you've got it under control. And um, I know you've, you've been open since we shut down. So yeah. uh, I went through right. a period of time when you weren't there. But uh, otherwise, you, you've been open and, and working and taking care of the dental health of, of the people in the Pueblo. So um, I have one other question, which is kind of related, but not. Um, so, okay, now, now you've got healthy teeth. Yes, sir. You're, you're going to the dentist. Um, well, how often should people go to the dentist first? You know, um, this is this is kind of curious. Uh, it was it was uh, in the late fifties that Crest, nobody else but Crest, said we should go to our dentist twice a year. Okay. 
The funny thing is they were right. <laughs> All okay? right. The, the fact of the matter is that two times a year is usually adequate for most people. Okay. Some people require four to five times a year. Right. Because their infection, their, their inflammation and infection state through the periodontal disease needs more work. Okay. So it's an individual thing. Kids may not need two times a year. Right. So really, it comes down to once you're going, then it's up to you as the practitioner to you, say, yeah. I'll see you in 12 months or I'll see, see you in six year. or two. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. It, it, that, that two times a year was simply put out by Procter & Gamble as a way to sell toothpaste. Right. And my gosh, they were right. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes they get it right. Yeah. Okay. So now back to the question that I was going to have, but I got off on that tangent there. Um, so you're doing everything you're supposed to do. Your teeth are healthy. Your gums are healthy. What, what kinds of foods can, should you eat to maintain your oral health? So in nursing school, we learned about, you know, the, the folks in nursing homes and things that aren't chewing. And so they're losing their, their, their bone strength yeah. because they're not getting that crunch. So as a general rule, what should we be eating to keep our gums and teeth healthy? Well, natural foods, um, you know, fruits and veggies are exceptional. Uh, the funny thing uh, is that they've never shown, they, they could tell you everything can cause decay, everything can cause inflammation, but apples and cheddar cheese, for some reason, don't follow that same path. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, so, but apple juice is horrible. Okay. Okay. When you take that, and extrapolate it to an apple roll or an apple candy, yeah. it is even worse. But the apple itself, just the action of chewing it, does not cause decay. Um, the, the, so the high fiber foods, high crunch foods, give you a better satisfaction level. Um, we've shown that uh, I think mean, you know better than I do, but there was the study with the Pima Indians, mm -hmm. and they showed that a, uh, a plant-based diet was significant in weight loss and reduction of uh, diabetes. And I'll let you talk about that because you're better at it than I am. But the fact is a plant-based diet versus a, uh, a meat-based diet seems to be more functional. Okay. And... Um, I don't know if that's due to the fact that we work on making our meat um, more industrialized. Right. And if it was a natural meat, let's say you went out and hunted and got a deer, would that have the same effect? And I, I, I have a tendency to believe that it's more what we've done than what nature's done. Mm -hmm. right. um, but um, again, all of those things are gonna improve your diet and your health and your dental care. Okay. All right. So one more, uh, one more thumbs up for the plant-based diet. Uh, An apple a day does keep the yeah. doctor, and it sounds like the dentist away. And the dentist away. <laughs> it helps a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it makes sense, and I've, I've always Pepper thought. Pepper slices. <laughs> and the cheese slices, right? Um, yeah. I, I always thought when I was eating apples, the the actual mechanics of it, you know, that that fibrous inside is brushing literally brushing against my teeth and my gums and uh, of course that crunch too 
uh, well, it makes sense. This should be should be healthy should be because healthy. it's moving past all the things that should be moving fast because it's fibrous and before I can get it all chewed up. But then so, you'd think celery wouldn't be able to. But, you know, it happens. Yeah, go figure. Um, all right, so Zoom is telling us we're running out of time, so that's okay. We're, we're used to that. Um, so any final thoughts, anybody? Uh, thank you. I have learned so much. This Absolutely. was yeah. wonderful. It's been enlightening. Very kind. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, thank you. And then thank you to, for um, kind of um, for the ones who are scared to go in to make a, or to make appointments, you know, thank you for telling us all the precautions that you guys are taking right. so that the community members can uh, safely go in and be at, at be at ease and going in. Yeah. All right. Well, Dr. Chelsea, thank you for your time. Appreciate thank you, you um, coming you. over and sorry we had some technology issues. So just want to remind everybody, we're still in flu season. Like I said before, um, it's not too late to get your flu shot because you still need a flu shot for this season. Um, and we'll start that process again in August. But please make an appointment either with your doctor or the pharmacy or the school-based health center uh, or any of the pharmacies in town. They still have flu shots. Um, you do need a flu shot. It's really important you have one every year. So please get your flu shot done uh, so that you can be safe. Um, Alrighty, well, you know, it's that time. Um, we call it dad joke time. Um, so here is the dad joke for today. And today is, what is today? The 22nd of February, 2021. So um, you all know I am here um, flying solo at the moment. My wife is still back east. Um, and she's, uh, she, uh, she, she's going to be uh, intrigued because I replaced my bed with a trampoline. Uh, and when she finds out, she's really going to hit the roof. <laughs> so, I know. Okay. That's your dad joke for the week. I got a really awful joke that told me. Okay. Um, he came up to me, and this is why I didn't do pediatrics, okay? I was, <laughs> I was doing pediatrics a lot, and I was, you know, and a little guy comes up to me and says, Doc, Chelsea, Charlie, I got a dirty joke for you. And I'm going, okay, you don't get many jokes with kids, okay? Sometimes you don't. And he looked up at me and said, the cow fell in the mud, and he's rolling laughing, okay? And it was like, you know, okay, it was a great joke. I'm sort of like, thank you for getting it over. But that's why I decided to, to mingle with adults. Yeah, and then you people like me that have dad jokes. So. so that was a two for you. Got two dad jokes. Yeah. The price of one. That doesn't mean you don't get one next week. You still get one next week. Um, alrighty. Well, I'm Tim, and we have Lisa Rochelle and Dr. Tilson here. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Please join us next week uh, when uh, you'll be surprised because I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we'll talk about something fun. Oh, I do know what we're going to talk about. Uh, so um, you'll have to tune in to find out what we're going to talk about next week. Um, so with that being said, <laughs> I'm going to say adios. Have a great week. Make your dental appointment. Bye. Thank you very much. Yes, have a great day. Bye. Adios. See you, see you next time.